welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Um, hi, I'm Ed. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, uh, by the grace of very loving God, sober since January 14th, 07, uh, four years sobriety after a 35-year addiction. Um, and that just amazes me. I thought I'd have to live with this addiction for the rest of my life. Um, uh, just to qualify, uh, my addiction started, I'm 49 now, my addiction started when I was 10. I saw a magazine in the sand and um, got an adrenaline rush, fast heartbeat, shaky hands kind of feeling, much like I'm feeling right now. And uh, I, uh, But it was something new and exciting and different. And, uh, and it was... Uh, it, it was uh, intriguing, you know, like our white book says, the tease, the forbidden, the intrigue, and and, um, and it's that feeling that I kept chasing after all the years of my addiction. First one thing and then another through two divorces. Um, uh, the first time I left my marriage after 10 years, I had three kids, left that marriage. Uh, the second marriage lasted three years and um, and she walked away from that. And uh, both times I, I thought I thought beginning the marriage would stop my addiction, and I thought the end of my marriage would stop my addiction. Um, both were obviously didn't happen. Uh, it was just another reason to continue on in my addiction because it was such pain. And um, for, so, you know, a, a non-sexaholic's reason for stopping is my reason for continuing. Um, and uh, and I kept going through that, and uh, it was because of good sponsorship. Um, that um, I got through the steps and uh, um, and, and now celebrating uh, four years of sobriety, uh, one day at a time. Uh, my experience with the steps or with sponsorship, uh, my first sponsor, uh, I've had three sponsors. Um, my first sponsor, uh, I live in Columbus, Georgia, and, and I had to go to Atlanta uh, to meetings up there at the beginning. We now have meetings in Columbus. And uh, so my first sponsor um, uh, said, well, let's work the steps one a month. And, and I thought, well, okay, I really wanted to go faster. But um, I was like, okay, whatever. And uh, so I did the first step, and he had me uh, write out powerless and unmanageability with line through the center and write out examples of my powerlessness and my unmanageability. And and that was cool. And, and uh, so I waited the month. You know, it's kind of like I was tapping my fingers waiting for the month in. And I would go to meetings every Saturday up in Atlanta, and I'd see him. Sometimes I wouldn't. And uh, the month ended, and, and I called him up and, and said, you know, I got my first step finished, and, um, you know, do you want me to read it to you? And he said, no, no, don't worry about it. You've got the example. It's a road map and shows you, you know, where, where you went wrong, and now you know what to do. Um, and let's do talk about the second step. So he gave me instructions on the second step. I don't remember what it was. And I did the same thing. I wrote it all out, and like he wanted, and then um, got ready to share it after the next month. And, you know, I'm, I'm just start raving sober, you know, by this time. And and um, so I um, um, waited for the month in, and, and again called him up and, 
and said, okay, finish my second step. You want me to read it to you? And he said, no. Uh, now's the third step. And I'm like, this just doesn't sound right, you know. Um, shouldn't, you know, and I'm thinking this. I'm not sharing it with him, of course. God forbid I share it with him, you know. And, and so uh, it just didn't feel right, you know. And, and so I just thought, well, this is not working for me. Plus, you know, going month by month, it was, it was just, um, I don't know, it was like I was gnawing on nails like they were French fries or something, you know. And so um, I got a second sponsor, and, and this time I got kind of smart about it, and I started shopping around asking him, you know, how do you work the steps, how do you work the steps? And uh, and found one guy, and he said he works the steps one a week. Uh, yeah, one a week. And I thought, well, that's great. That's 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 more like it. And and so we started working the steps, and he did the first step a little bit different. He said, uh, write out kind of a, a confessional type thing, everything you did in your addiction. Oh, my God. That was awful, um, but I did it, and uh, um, so I uh, and I cried. God, I cried. It was awful, and and I was asking different people. I said, well, you know, when you work the first step, do you cry a lot? And, you know, I mean, I'm like crying all the time, and uh, and it was triggering too because I'm just writing down the stuff that I did, and uh, so I would go from being triggered to crying, triggered to crying. It was just awful, and. Um, and one guy told me, he said, well, you know, share it with your sponsor. And, you know, again, God forbid I do that. And uh, so I, uh, I finished it all up, and, uh, and I literally wrote 20 pages. Uh, and, you know, of course, when I saw him the next week, um, got all this done in a week, you know, and, and got up there to the meeting, and we met after the meeting up in Atlanta on Saturday. And, uh, and you know, plot, there it is, like a big Encyclopedia Britannica, you know. And uh, and he looked at it, and his eyes got real wide, and, and he said, well, just give me the summary, you know, give me the bad stuff. And, and so, all right, you know, it's cool. So this is a back and forth thing. This is good. This is working. And uh, and then after we got done with that, he gave me instructions for step two, and uh, went home, worked on that, and uh, went up to the next uh, meeting, and he wasn't there. Um, okay, you know, I usually saw him all the time. And uh, so I... Um, I called him after the meeting, you know, hey, I'm here, you know, maybe I thought he got tied up in traffic, which is an entire possibility in Atlanta, and uh, no answer. Uh, called him during the week, no answer. Uh, left him a message, hey. Well, um, after another week of this, I finally thought, well, I need to get another sponsor, and, and I started looking and found a sponsor, my third sponsor, who I have now since uh, 06, and uh, come to find out my second sponsor had gone back out there. And uh, and so, um, you know, no fault. Um, I'm not, it's just a fact. It's what it is. It's not a, an indictment of him. And um, and so, thank God that I had this character defect of all or nothing thinking. You know, it's like at that time, my character defect was working for me. I was all into this thing, you know. And it was, and that character defect was really working for me that I was all in and ready to do this thing. And, um, and now I try to, you know, balance things out as much as possible. Uh, so the third sponsor, um, wanted to work steps as fast as possible, and that was great for me. We did it in less than a month, three weeks. And, um, and, uh, he lives in Dallas, uh, Texas, and I've never met my sponsor. Um, we did it all over the phone, and it works. And I sponsor a lot of guys over the phone, and it seems to work. Um, sponsor locally, too. But it's possible to carry the message even that way, uh, and I'm as a result of that. Uh, one day I'm going to get out to Dallas. I'm, I think I'm going to surprise him, maybe. Uh, see if I, uh, 
I know I know what'll happen. I'll go all that way, and he won't make the meeting, you know. <laughs> and then I'll have a resentment, and you know, so, uh, and so. Uh, Anybody don't need him. The guys you meet don't seem to make it. I know, you know. Oh man, so uh, the so with my third sponsor, after I worked the steps, he he was telling me, you know, I said, well, to keep it, you got to give it away, and and you know, start sponsoring others. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. And uh, so, but did I do that? No, of course not. Um, and uh, yeah, and I slipped twice. Uh, finished the steps in October, slipped in November, and again in January, which is my current sobriety date, January of '07. Um, and it was because, like the big book says on page 14, I failed to um, failed to perfect and enlarge my spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others. Self-sacrifice, the sacrifice of self, you know, selfishness, selfishness, and self-centeredness. You know, I had not sacrificed that. Um, it was pretty much the way I felt. It was like, you know, when you go to the dentist and you get your teeth cleaned and your teeth are feeling all good and clean and you don't want to eat for a while, you just want to savor the flavor, you know? That's the way it was in in working the steps. I just, I was, man, I was like on a pink cloud, you know, they talk about. And, of course, you know, they say if you have a pink cloud, make sure you have a pink parachute, you know? Um, and so um, uh, that's the way it felt. I just wanted to coast. And... Um, uh, and, you know, a big book, plain and simple. Uh, it's easy to let up on a spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We're headed for trouble if we do. And, uh, and you know, I've heard it said recovery is like walking um, up a down escalator, you know. And, and, and so if I'm naturally coasting or just standing still, well, I'm going down, you know. If I'm not practicing my recovery, I'm practicing my addiction. And um, so sponsorship for me is, is willing to go to any length. Uh, to stay sober. Uh, for me, you know, we talk about sex is optional, and uh, for me, sponsorship is not optional. Um, and you know, I had two slips, um, and it was, and after each slip, my sponsor would say, "Well, you know, are you working with others?" Well, no, I wasn't. You know, even after the first slip, he, he told me that, and he mentioned the big book. You know, the part um, I think he said the family afterward, where we redouble our efforts, and he said, "You know, redouble your efforts, work with others." And uh, and I didn't do that and slipped and and then the last time he said are you working with others and you know I hadn't been so for me sponsorship is not optional um, and uh, uh, the beauty of carrying the message for me is it's a good way of remembering um, how I used to feel because I forget how I used to feel um, it's like my program is written on an etch a sketch and um, and you know it's all written out on one day, and then I wake up the next morning, and somebody's shaking the thing up, and it's blank, and and uh, and I've forgotten, you know, everything that I learned the day before. Some of the stuff I still remember, but you know, it's uh, I used to say I'm a slow learner and a fast forgetter, um, and but I'm getting better about that, and thankfully. Um, and for me, sponsorship is like continuing education credits. You know, when you have a certification exam, you you take after the exam you pass it and then you have to take continuing education credits to keep that certification um, uh, valid or, or good and, and so sponsorship for me is, is like that, um, continuing education credits. And um, uh, when I sponsor, I heard somebody say one time, you get, um, you get double credit for sobriety. Um, so if you got one year of sobriety, you can claim two years. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> just let y'all know, that, that's how good it is. Um, uh, at first, I was scared to sponsor, and that was the that was the thing that stopped me from sponsoring others. I was just plain scared to do it. Um, 
and I think it was due, I guess, I don't try to figure these things out, but, um, you know, figuring out is not a slogan for us, you know. <laughs> um, page 58 of the big book, it says, um, some of us had tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Uh, the old idea for me was uh, that I was inadequate, inferior, and insecure. And I took that into uh, my recovery, you know, feeling I was inadequate and insecure and inferior to sponsor others. And um, and that really held me back, uh, that old idea, and I had to let go of that. So what I did is I created a step notebook uh, to help me out, like I'm doing with my talk. Um, just created something that would help me remember. And so, you know, I got step one and what I did and... Um, and then uh, step two, and, and then some things from the big book, and uh, to help me remember um, what I need to um, to tell my sponsees, and that helped out a lot. And I still refer to it from time to time just to make sure I don't forget anything. I'm no longer um, scared, you know, to sponsor, but I, I just want to make sure that I uh, that I um, don't forget anything. And, uh, you know, I asked my sponsor, well, you know, how do I sponsor? I mean, you did it so good. Um, and, you know, and he pointed out all my character defects. And, and he said, well, sponsor like you were sponsored. You know, keep it simple. Man, I have to tell myself all the time. Uh, in my truck, I've got this little thing on my dashboard that says keep it simple. I just, it's one of those things I forget all the time. And that's a sketch moment, you know. Um, and uh, so I said, well, you know, how do you point out the character defect? You know, how did you do that? And, uh and he said, uh, well, you know, if you spot it, you got it, right? And so um, they don't see it. Um, you know, it's like the, the sponsees are um, a figure in a wax museum. You know, they're just stuck. They can't move forward. And, uh, and to get them unstuck, you know, they start talking uh, about their stuff and, and they point out stuff that, uh, uh, that you, it's just blatant to you, you know, and... and uh, and, and it's like, oh, my God, you know, uh, don't you see this? And they really don't. And I didn't see it, right, you know, either. And and even now when I make some calls, when I'm frustrated about my day, um, I, I'll just say, you know, I'm stuck. And, and then somebody on the other side will will share something. And I'm like, you know, that's just as plain as the nose on my face. Why didn't I see that? Well, you know, if I'm in it, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. And, and neither can the sponsees. And so... Um, you know, I can if I spot it, I got it, and I can spot it in them because uh, you know I've got the same character defects, and and it just amazed me that how that worked uh, when I started working with sponsees, that um, you know I could point it out, and um, and you know when we talk about a spiritual experience, sometimes um, you know wonder well, what does that really mean? What does a spiritual experience mean? I think if you use the word amazed, um, I, I think that's a good indicator that you've had a spiritual experience. Uh, of course, the ninth step says we'll be amazed before we're halfway through, right? Um, and uh, and I was amazed, and, and that I see as a spiritual experience that when I was able to see what my sponsees couldn't see and uh, and pointed out to them uh, where they were wrong, and because that was what was pointed out to me. Um, and in working with others, I, you know, I was scared at first, and so I took the actions, and the feelings will follow, like we say in the program. Um, which shouldn't be really foreign to me because this is what I did in my addiction. You know, I I, um, I took the actions of acting out and the feelings that followed were pretty negative, you know, uh, shame, guilt, and remorse. And and so uh, it's not a, 
it's not an odd idea for me to take the actions and the feelings will follow. But I guess, you know, maybe I was scared because I was, was thinking that old idea that negative uh, feelings were going to follow if I did something like this. And it's funny, there's just this resistance in me to, um, and I've heard an AA speaker talk about this, there's this resistance to to working with others. Uh, I never had resistance in my addiction, you know, just go for it, you know. And now in recovery, I had this resistance and... and uh, I don't know. If somebody can enlighten me on that, that'd be great. <laughs> um, uh, so I just had to act as if uh, and act the part of a sponsor um, and, and just, you know, go for it and start up. I remember working with my first sponsee and the person said, uh, you know, you look you look uh, really unsure of yourself or nervous and, and uh, you know, you're okay. And uh, is this the first time you've done this? And, and I had to say, well, as a matter of fact, it is, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, and I'm thinking, how could you tell? Uh, and uh, they're no longer in the program, but um, you know, and and I got frustrated with that. Um, that, uh, and it, at one point, I you know, I asked my sponsor, you know, it doesn't seem what I'm doing is helping. And uh, you know, I knew it wasn't going to work, you know, and and uh, I knew I couldn't do it as good as you. And he and he said, well, the step says we tried to carry the message. You know, did you try? Did you do your best effort? Well, yes, I did. All right. You know, that's all you can expect to be done. And um, so uh, uh, that's what I had to do, just act as if and, and act the part of the sponsor. Um, preach the gospel at all times. Use words when necessary, you know. I just had to walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, sponsoring at first for me, uh, you know, I was kind of fumbling along, uh, like I had that experience with that first sponsor, uh, sponsee. And uh, uh, it's kind of like, you know, when you see someone and you don't remember their name, and you're just kind of fumbling along in the conversation, and and you uh, and you're like, hey, you know, how's it going, buddy? You know, and you don't remember their name, you're racking your brain, what is it wrong? And then you finally remember their name, and and then you get more animated, and you get involved in the conversation. You know, it was like that in sponsoring others. Is is I was kind of fumbling along at first, but then it got got to be second nature, and I got more animated and more involved, and and uh, felt more comfortable um, with it. Um, and then it became like hearing a song on the radio that you hadn't heard in a while, and you you remember the words and the tune and everything, and you're singing along. You know, it's it's kind of like that. It's kind of become second nature. Um, it's really cool. I'm amazed again um, how it works. Um, and I heard an A speaker. He says, you know, really sponsoring is about um, just to entertain the sponsor and uh, sponsee until God takes over. You know, um, that I'm just a channel, like the eleventh step prayer says, and uh, and I'm just humoring them uh, until they they get hold of this thing. Um, and uh, and my sponsor said, um, you know, about trying to carry the message. You know, he said, um, have you had a spiritual experience and uh, a spiritual awakening? And I said, yeah. And, and he said, well, you know, if you haven't had a spiritual awakening, then you don't have a message to carry. And because uh, I wanted to start a meeting in Columbus before I had, had finished the steps. And he said, well, hold off and wait till you know, you've finished the steps and then you're ready. And and he was right because the only message I had to carry was that um uh, was the problem, you know, and um and that was the only message I had to carry. So, um, uh, taking credit for um 
for my sponsor, uh, sponsee spiritual awakening. I, uh, I've had had this experience where I wanted to take credit for uh, their enlightenment and, and their spiritual awakening, and and you know, uh, I, I'm just in a danger area when I get into that. That's been one of my experiences, or several times, um, and it's like I'm getting pious. Uh, <laughs> And I like to describe it as my brain is unzipped and my ego is showing. Uh, it's just not good, and uh, and I'm taking myself too seriously, you know. And and I'm playing God again. And uh, you know, if I think I'm humble and I'm not, you know, I, I want to sit there and, uh, you know, I'm humble. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> you know, and it's just not good. Um, and and one of the great things about sponsoring is um, the gift of the unexpected. Um, when I work the steps uh, with my sponsor, um, uh, the thing that happened for me was physically, um, I felt a weight off my chest. I mean, it was a physical feeling, and that just amazed me. I, I didn't expect that. I didn't know that I had this weight on my chest, and uh, and that was just a gift, uh, the gift of the unexpected. And, you know, the white book says in the solution, the measure we gave was the measure we got back. And, and so we get to give that to our sponsees um, to let them feel the same thing. It might be different for them, a different kind of feeling, um, you know, so that we get happy, joyous, and free. And um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, quarterback when he fakes right and goes left, you know, didn't expect that. And and that's the way it was for me because... and. And then, you know, with sponsees, they don't expect this kind of thing because they, you know, there's contempt prior to investigation and uh, and they have these pre preconceived notions. Uh, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a, a bunch of times. Uh, I don't think this thing will work for me. And that's the way I felt, too. And um, and then they're just amazed. You know, they have that spiritual experience. And... Um, and, you know, sometimes when they've had a slip and they come back and, and they expect you, and, and I'll talk to them, and then after the conversation is over, they'll say, well, I expected you to get angry at me or mad at me, you know, uh, another gift of the unexpected, uh, because I'm I'm, uh, I'm saying, well, you know, get back on, on the beam and, and try it again, you know, and um, as the big book says, um, redouble your efforts, you know, what my sponsor told me. Um, I learned from my sponsees. Um, I always thought it was a manager-employee type of relationship. I heard a guy, and this is before I worked the steps, heard a guy in a meeting say, I learned something from my sponsee that I want to share with you guys. And I thought, yeah, that's just crazy. You know, you, you're, you're the guru. You're the guy. You know, you, you're the one that teaches them. And, and, uh, and I didn't share that with him at the time after the meeting. I since have shared it with him um, probably about a year ago or so, and I shared that with him and uh, how much I learned from that uh, since sponsoring others, that, that it's not a manager-employee type of relationship. It's just a you know one sexaholic talking to another. And any time I feel like I'm on that higher level, well, I'm just, I'm playing God again, you know, and it just doesn't, doesn't work for me. And it, you know, probably doesn't work for the sponsor either. Um, um, I sponsor locally. Um, when I um, started a meeting in Columbus, I was the only one that worked the steps and have sponsored others there. I'll talk about that later. Um, I sponsor internationally using Skype. Um, and uh, I've got a sponsee right now in Taiwan, and we talk every weekend. Um, he's up to step nine now, um, and it works. Yeah. Uh, 
sponsor with uh, by mail for uh, with prisoners. Um, if you're interested in that, you can contact Kay at Central Office, and um, and they'll get you in touch with that person that coordinates that. Um, and uh, and also uh, sponsor a guy that lives um, over in Europe, and he doesn't have a phone and he doesn't have internet, so we um, talk through mail, just regular snail mail, and it works. Um, it takes a while to get the the mail back and forth, but you know that's okay. Um, and and I've had the experience. You know, the three hardest words, and I've heard an AA speaker talk about this. The three hardest words for me uh, now in recovery is I don't know. Um, and at first, I used to hate to say that. And I w- I would uh, somebody you know sponsee would would you know ask me something, and I'd try to force an answer. And uh, or give my opinion, and, and that's just bad uh, for me. Uh, I've only got my experience, strength, and hope, and anything outside of that is an opinion. And um, and so, you know, I've heard it said there's no Hall of Fame for four steps. Um, there's no Hall of Fame for sponsors uh, that listen to four steps either. Um, and it's okay for me to say I don't know. I think it had to do with perfectionism. You know, I wanted to be the perfect sponsor. I wanted to be seen as the perfect sponsor again I'm being selfish and self-centered um, and uh, you know sometimes I have to use a dictionary uh, when I'm sponsoring and and a guy asks well what does that mean and um, it happened just last week um, a sponsee said you know what does that mean and and, uh, and fortunately um, I don't know I wanted to start saying something uh, that's kind of like my default Mechanism just to go and think think of something right off the top of my head. You know, I said, "Well, um, let's look at the dictionary." And so I pulled out the dictionary, read it to him, the uh, the definition, and he said, "Oh, that makes great sense." And I, you know, whew, okay, great. <laughs> um, that was a lot better than what I had, you know, to give him. Um, and uh, you know, uh, sometimes I wanted to solve their problems. Uh, for them when they come to me with a problem and and that's just bad for me because it makes them dependent uh, on me uh, so that they'll come to me every time and they don't have a chance to grow and um, you know I can point out options now you know A, B, and C try this, try this, try this and and they have to be free to learn their own lessons Um, and um, one time I was working with a guy um, this happened where uh, the guy's a doctor, and he was talking about his practice, and he and he's my sponsee, and and so this was you know an outside issue, and, and but he's talking about this problem, and and what do I do about this, and and um, what I should have said was you know I don't have any experience in this area, but I can point you to somebody that might. Um, I didn't do that, <laughs> um, uh, and I told him what I thought he should do, and and then well I can't do that because of this, and. And it, we were just going around in circles. And I said, well, you know what? Let me call somebody that I know that's a doctor in the program. And um, I called Harvey in Nashville. And uh, and Harvey was great. Uh, you know, I explained to him the problem. And and he was very loving and kind. Just just really great. And he, he's, the first thing he said was, um, uh, you know, I've been guilty of doing this too. Uh, I've been trying. I try sometimes to solve their problems. And that's exactly what I needed to hear, you know. And uh, he didn't holler at me like I thought he would, you know. Uh, 
and didn't give me the solution to the problem. But he said, you know, well, if the guy's doing this, he's probably, you know, not going to have a lot of um, patience. But, uh, you know, that's up to him. He needs to make his own mistakes. And so I got back to the... Uh, to the sponsee and, and told him what Harvey said and I said, you know, um, and I made amends to the guy. I said, you know, I was outside of my experience and I was giving you opinion and I was wrong about that. And I said, here's Harvey's number and I had asked Harvey, you know, could I give him a number? And he said, yeah. Excuse me. <coughs> so, um, and I, I never, uh, it wasn't long after that that, um, that we ended our uh, sponsee sponsor relationship and uh but I had given him Harvey's number and uh and I try to do that with anybody I work with uh I don't leave them stranded if uh if we can't work together anymore I always give them to somebody else <clears throat> and um cuz it's just tough I mean uh, sponsees sometimes just don't know um I didn't know you know what to do as far as you know I heard kept hearing about sponsor and was afraid to ask and um and so i tried to um bridge that gap uh, for the sponsee if it's not working with us and so what i do now if if a sponsee has a problem i'll just say something like well what step applies in this situation is there some powerless and unmanageability um maybe it's a step one experience you know uh is it you're not trusting god um it's a step three experience you know once you take step three my life is none of my business anymore uh, as my sponsor says, um, it's my job to do God's will. It's God jo- God's job to take care of me. And um, and then I asked him, you know, have you prayed about it? Um, one thing I do too is is ask him, you know, how's your relationship with your higher power? I got that from a guy in Atlanta who I called one time, and I was just stuck. And and his name is Robert in Atlanta. And, and I said, Robert, I've, I've called, you know, I think that day I'd called like seven people and uh, and Robert was the eighth and I just wasn't getting any, you know, any relief of this uh, frustration I was feeling. And I said, you know, Robert, what do I do? And he said, call Robert. <laughs> and uh, and so, and he's great. He's really great and gentle. And, uh, and the, that's the first thing he asked me is, uh, how's your relationship with your higher power? And... Um, and he had me, you know. Um, I had drifted away from that. I'd been going down on the escalator again. Um, and uh, and then sometimes I'll quote the big book uh, to my sponsees, and uh, which is kind of annoying sometimes, I think, to them. Um, and I had one sponsee say, "If you're nothing, you're you're at least consistent." He says because you say the same thing over and over again. And I, and, and I'm like, I'm sorry. And he says, No, that's good. That's good. And uh, so that was good to hear. Um, and uh, and then I'll say to him, you know, maybe you need to find somebody else that can help you that has more experience with that, um, uh, or the, I, you know, I'll refer them to somebody else um, uh, that that has experience with that. Um, and they, the thing about hit, getting help from somebody else, maybe a, a, a professional uh, in that area. <clears throat> uh, a vision for you. Obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. Uh, that word, obviously. Um, I love words and I uh, love reading. And I looked up that, that word. Uh, it comes from Latin. As, you know, most words do, I guess. I don't know. Um, and it means in the way. Uh, obviously, you can't transmit something you got because something's in the way. Um, transmit um, two-way communication. Uh, I'm blocked. Um, 
and the channel's not open like the eleventh step prayer says. Um, and so um, sometimes uh, I am blocked uh, from helping uh, sponsees, and and I need to uh, unblock that channel. And I do that by, uh, uh, you know, the big book says uh, to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and others. And uh, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and others. I used to focus on that word maximum. But really the word to focus on there is fit, uh, spiritual fitness exercise. Um, so, uh, you know, spiritual exercise for me is going to meetings. Uh, we have three meetings a week in Columbus. I go to all three. Um, I like to say my home group is, is all three meetings. <laughs> um, we meet at the same place, so it's not, it's, there's not really different home groups. But... Um, uh, and I listen to speaker tapes. Uh, I'm, at the job I'm in, I do a lot of grunt work, so it, I can listen to speaker tapes while I'm working. It's, it's pretty cool. And uh, um, read spiritual stuff, not only the big book and the white book, uh, but any other um, stuff I can get my hand on. Um, you know, seeking, always seeking, like the 11th step prayer. Uh, 11th step uh, says salt through prayer and meditation. That's seeking. I'm always seeking. Um, and uh, to fill the void that God uh, hunger rather uh, in me and uh, and also doing a nightly review um, and so that I can keep that channel open uh, because as a as a sponsor I'm, re- I'm responsible um, for uh, carrying the message and uh, and I've heard you know before it's like um, addicts don't like that word responsible and uh, and I've heard it said um, responsibility responsibility is the ability to respond. Um, and also read somewhere that said responsibility is my response to God's ability. Um, I like both of those. Um, and it's to you know fit myself to be a maximum service to God and others. I got to act the part of a sponsor um, and uh, and feed uh, myself so that I have something to give away and keep that channel open. Uh, my sponsor said, uh, "Become a student of the Big Book," um, and and so I listen to the Big Book uh, once a month on um, on CD, uh, the first 164 pages, and um, invariably I hear something um, that I didn't hear before, um, and it happened one time. It was on page 20 um, at the very top. Um, uh, See, I'm having an etch-a-sketch moment. Um, our very lives as ex-problem lusters or drinkers, I'll translate it to lusters. Our very problem, our very lives as ex-problem lusters, depend on our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. When I heard that, uh, as I was driving, you know, I'm 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 looking down at the radio and forgot to focus on the traffic. Oh yeah, and uh, but I, my very life. Uh, my very life depends on my constant thought of others and how I can meet their needs. And uh, how I didn't hear that before, I don't know. You know, it's it's um, it's amazing. And it's amazing too when I go to um, different conferences and um, and conventions and and marathons and stuff. Uh, the speakers, man, they're just great. You know, and I'm hearing all this stuff. And uh, and then I'll go back and I'll listen to the um, CD again. And then it won't feel so great. And I'm like, what happened? Where was the magic? That you know, I thought this, this speech or the the talk was great. And I'm listening to it again. And it's like it doesn't have the same magic. 
Um, the what I what I figured out, uh, what I discovered, let's say, um, from that is that um, maybe I was more um, ready to hear the message that day, and as you know, it's easier to do essay than it is to do life sometimes. I think. And, uh, you know, as we go through life, things just chip away at us, you know, traffic, uh, job, uh, home, uh, various other things. And um, and so I, I, that channel gets blocked. And uh, so what I'll do is I'll just listen to that speaker several times and then, you know, stuff starts clicking again. And then it becomes, I get the magic back um, that I've heard before when I was at that conference or convention. Um, and you know, if if you're if you're more into the twelve and twelve, you know, become a student of the twelve and twelve. If you're more into the white book, you know, become a student of the white book. That's what I tell my sponsees. Um, and and so you know, I practice my program, uh, doing that spiritual reading, the spiritual stuff, fitting myself to be a maximum service. And you know, if I'm if I'm not practicing my program, then I'm guilty of malpractice. Um, and, uh, you know, practice shouldn't be a foreign concept to me, really, um, because I practiced my addiction for 35 years, you know. Um, so, and if I'm not practicing my um, recovery, I'm practicing my addiction. Uh, sometimes I've had sponsors get mad at me. Uh, that's not unusual. Um, I don't take it personally. Um, I try not to anyway. Um, I heard somebody say, we have an intimacy disorder. Um, and uh, and the phrase uh, that popped into my head the other day was uh, that I heard was uh, hurt people hurt people, and um, uh, and it's not happening to me. It's just happening. Um, so it's not really about me, you know. It's it's uh, they would treat anybody in this situation. I just happen to be in the way. Um, and I had a sponsor once that um, we decided to end the sponsor sponsor relationship. And and he got angry with me and wrote me this long email. Uh, we were talking over Skype, and um, and he uh, wrote me this long email, and it was great. I mean, it was point one, point two, point three, and um, very logical sequence, and uh, and nice big words. I mean, he's obviously well read, and uh, and I love to read, and and you know, I was I was really impressed with it actually. <laughs> It was completely wrong, of course. <laughs> um, but what I responded back to was um, was uh, let's just agree to disagree, and uh, and so uh, and left it at that. And and again, since we ended the relationship, I gave him um, another sponsor's uh, email address. And and what I usually do if I've got their email address, I'll send an email to both guys, to the spon- old sponsee and the new sponsor, and I'll you know. Copy, copy both of them in the in the two thing, and um, so that they get that first connection, and and uh, don't depend. I don't depend on the sponsee to contact the other person because they might not, and um, so I, I start that off uh, for them. Um, a common thing thing that happens in the sponsee sponsor relationship is the sponsee might um, slip. It happened to me twice. Um, so what it, you know, what happens if a sponsor slips? Uh, my sponsor came up with this thing called the slip investigation, and um, the uh, 
and it's called it says when a slip happens a crime has been committed you know our sobriety has been murdered and so he uses that metaphor and um and it says and he uses the big book um uh, to relate to several things um and he talks about we vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. Did I vigorously commence this way of living? There's several questions that I get sponsee to, uh, to answer. Am I giving as much energy to this way of living as I gave to my addiction? Um, and so forth and so on. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty. Um, and, uh, you know, was I a watchman uh, or guardian of my sobriety? Uh, or did I slip an automatic pilot? So... And then toward the end of it, it talks about maybe we need a new sponsor. Um, and, you know, I've had sponsors say, you know, I think I need a new sponsor. And at first that was, that was, uh, that hit my ego. Just like, you know, um, I shouldn't like it. <laughs> and, uh, but I know, it, you know, I can't take it personally. It's, it's about their recovery. And if, if I'm not uh, the person that can help them, um, then so be it. There might be somebody else that can help them better, and that's just as good for them um, as it is for me, because um, I don't need to be an enabler um, and take them down a wrong path. Um, and uh, I have this uh, website, mediafire.com/dailyreprieve, and um, and I can give you that later too um, if you don't have it written down. Uh, and that's where this slip investigation is. It's a two-page PDF file. Uh, there's another thing on there. Um, 346 12-stepping references, techniques, tips, and sponsorship tools in the big book. And there's no opinions in here. It's just straight from the big book. Uh, different um, quotations from the big book. 346 references. Um, so that's that's available for download on that site. Uh, What's not on that site, but you can get it from AA.org, is the question and answers on sponsorship. Um, it's a PDF file that you can download for free and read, um, or you can buy. I think this thing is like 50 cents or maybe 75 cents. Uh, P-15 is the um, is the pamphlet number, and it just has it answers most, if not all, of the questions a sponsor might have, and a sponsee too uh, that might have about a sponsor. And uh, I've heard of several people going through that with their sponsee. I don't necessarily do that, but um, it's not a bad idea, actually. Um, page 14 in there talks about when a member, when is a member ready for sponsorship responsibility? That's a common question. And, and everybody has different opinions about this. Um, what happened for me was uh, after I had done the, uh, finished the seventh step, my sponsor said, you know, you're ready to sponsor. Um, you know, you've you've identified the character defects. You've seen where you were wrong, and you're ready to make amends. It's time for you to sponsor others. And um, and uh, then you know went into making amends too. And he said, "Well, just make sure that that your um, your um, sponsor doesn't catch up with you, you know, and doesn't you know doesn't pass you." Um, so. Of course, that, there was no chance of that because I, you know, slipped twice after I worked the steps, so I wasn't even working with anybody at the time. Um, sometimes I've had the feeling where I wanted to take the night off. Um, I work a lot by phone um, with folks around the U.S. and um, and it gets toward the time when I've got, um, got a call uh, that I'm expecting, 
and it's like, oh, um, I just wish I could take the night off. Or, you know, why do I have to work with people? You know, I want to, I just want to take it easy, you know. Had a rough day at work, you know. Worked really hard, God, you know. Come on, give me a break. Um, and, and it's like I heard um, AA speakers say, you know, it, it, again, it's this resistance. Um, and, uh, and he says he always comes out on the other end feeling better. And, uh, and, and it happens for me, too. I always come out on the other end. Um, and, you know, this resistance, it's ama- it amazes me. Uh, Love and Tolerance of Others is Our Code, the big book, um, page 84. Uh, several things about that. Um, I've worked with other people in other faith traditions. Um, and, and it's really cool because uh, sponsees have different faith traditions or different experiences. Um, and it's kind of like looking through a kaleidoscope. You know, you look through the small hole, my one viewpoint, and and then I look through the kaleidoscope, and there's all these different angles and and uh, and wonderful ways of viewing something, and um, and beautiful ways of viewing something. And so I get to learn again from my sponsees, um, and um, and that's just another beauty of working with others, um, and love and tolerance. Um, uh, I heard uh, say what you mean, mean what you say, but don't say it mean. Um, sometimes I want to um, shake my sponsees, you know, uh, you know, don't you get it? You know, come on, you know, see the light. And um, but what comes out is, um, you know, something like, um, well, let's look at this another way. And and, you know, and it comes out loving. And then I have to step back from myself. And where did that come from? You know, it, one minute I wanted to shake the guy, and the next minute I'm saying, well, let's look at it a different way. And being as gentle as Harvey was to me that time on the phone. And, and you know, God is doing for me what I can't do for myself sometimes. And, that you know, God steps in between me and my um, uh, selfishness and self-centeredness, um, wanting to do it my way instead of God's way. Um, taking the actions of love. Um, and, and the love and tolerance of others is our code. The, the solution says we began practicing a positive sobriety, taking the actions of love to improve our relations with others. Um, sponsorship for me is uh, practicing a positive sobriety. Uh, sponsorship is taking the actions of love uh, for me. There's, uh, there's a story in the, in the big book. It was in the second edition, uh, but you can find it online. The Professor and the Paradox, and he talked about four paradoxes in the AA um, on how AA works. And the second one was, I won't give you all four, but uh, the second one was we give away to keep. You know, we, we um, it's what my sponsor told me. You know, to keep it, you got to give it away. And um, and that's been my experience. Um, and and it's, like, uh, it's like recycling works with me. Uh, when, when I say it to my sponsee, my ears hear it and it gets back into my brain and, and it just cycles like that. And, and the best way I've learned to uh, remember something is to repeat it. And, uh, and it just becomes second nature. Um, and I'm quoting the big book left and right. And I'm a big book thumper. I just love the big book. And, um, and you know, when I was paring this thing down, I had a bunch more references to the big book. And, you know, I'm sure you all are grateful that I didn't <laughs> quote just, I could have just started from page one of the big book and that wouldn't have done anybody any good um, and and so I get to hear it again so it recycles again and um, and this stuff just becomes automatic um, 
and also to give it, uh, I can't keep it unless I give it away, um, and and to take others through the steps um, uh, and and to tell them how to work the steps. Uh, sometimes I've had sponsees that um, will ask me questions, and um, and I'm you know suddenly I'm like, oh well, let me think about that a second. And so I found that I needed to be prepared um, because I don't want to appear foolish to my sponsees, you know. Uh, and so it, it helps me be prepared um, when I'm giving it away um, so that I don't uh, and which is why I you know, wrote up the steps thing and, and had the different quotes from the big book to reference to and, and I have some uh, uh, definitions in here uh, when we go through the fourth step um, uh, because the common question is well, what do you mean by self-seeking and and you know, how is that different from selfishness and and that kind of thing and and uh, illusion and delusion you know what's the difference in that and so I have that written down there the because it's happened so many times that they ask me the um, the definition of those <coughs> um, I can't give away what I uh, I don't have you know um, we can't transmit something we don't have. Um, and you know the twelfth step says uh, having had a spiritual awakening, and so uh, if we practice the twelve steps every day, uh, then I need to have a spiritual awakening every day. And uh, some spiritual awakenings are like that, you know, feeling the weight lifted off my chest. That was huge. But other spiritual awakenings are like, um, you know, when I'm amazed at something, and they can be small uh, spiritual awakenings, but spiritual awakenings nonetheless. Um, the easiest way I've found to grow is to sponsor others. Um, I can I can learn a lesson by uh, trying to throw a fair amount of control over a situation, and then I get to get frustrated, and um, I eventually have to surrender and give up and let go of control and let God control. And uh, and that's a very painful way to grow and learn. <laughs> um, but the easiest way to grow and learn for me has been to sponsor others, and. Uh, it's almost like sponsorship is like a book on the complete idiot's guide to spiritual growth, you know. Um, and that's the way it's been for me. Uh, some troubles I've had with sponsees, um, they want to, they, they might find a book on, on, um, how to work the steps and they'll want to work it th- that way. And, and while we're working the steps, and I'll say, well, you know, just set that aside for now and, and let's just focus on, on this way. And, and they might want to still go back to that, and I'll tell them, well, you know, I don't know how to sponsor that way. If you want to sponsor that way, you might need another sponsor. And uh, and then uh, I've had experiences where they, they might have had a venereal test disease, and they're waiting on the results, so they want to get into the steps because they got that desperation on them. And um, um, so they're all gung-ho, and but then they get the the result back from the test and it's it's uh not bad you know it's a good result for them and uh you know the desperation is gone um and they'll they'll not have the same um desperation to work the steps and um and so you know the sponsee fires me in essence you know uh they're gone uh, another thing is um i ask them sometimes are, are you here to uh fix your marriage or are you here to fix you uh, and uh, if they say they're there to fix the marriage, well, you know, I I can't work with you. Uh, this, you know, the real problem is is our selfishness and self-centeredness. And 
if we want to just fix the marriage, well, it's just not going to work. Because what if the wife leaves you anyway? Um, you know, and, and sometimes the wife has come back and they felt better about that. And, you know, thank God everything's back to normal. And, and you know, the fire's not underneath them. Uh, the wife's off their back and, and, you know, no need to work the steps now, you know. Um, have had that experience. Um, sometimes sponsees have written long, very long inventories like I did on my first step. Um, and I tell them, you know, just write a Cliff Notes version uh, for the fourth step and just short, simple, um, keep it simple kind of thing. And uh, and some of them, it, it always, they preface it with, um, yeah, but I need to explain, you know, and, and they want to give this long explanation. And uh, and usually what works, you know, a sponsee that uh, is ready to take direction will give me the Cliff Notes version. And I've had sponsees that want to continue to give me the long version and those sponsees um, have left before we were finished um, working the steps, so that's usually an indicator. Uh, and uh, uh, I've had sponsees that said that um, I need you to be stern with me, uh, you know, firm with me, and 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 you know, maybe shout at me or something like that. And I, that's, that's not my that's not my style, you know. <laughs> Uh, I could do that, but I wouldn't feel right about that. And if you need somebody to do that, you might need to find another sponsor. And that has happened. Um, and you know, uh, I'm not God's answer to sponsorship. You know, I just I just know this one way that works for, that has worked for me, and that's the message I carry. That what worked for me. Uh, some joys of sponsorship. Let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> um, is uh, the first guy. Um, that started coming to the meetings, not my first sponsee. This was my second sponsee that uh, first started coming to the meetings. He's still with us. Um, he just celebrated his two-year um, sobriety anniversary. Uh, I got to give him his chip. That was pretty cool. Uh, when he first came in, his face was down. You know, he couldn't he couldn't even look up. I mean, it was it was sad. It was much like I was. Um, and now he's looking up. He's laughing. You know, things. Things are really working for him, and he's sponsoring others. Um, and uh, and the great thing is, uh, I became a um, a grand sponsor before I became a grandfather. <laughs> you know, uh, that was really cool that I see my sponsees sponsoring others, and um, and I might be a great grand sponsor by now. I'm not sure about that, but that's really cool. Um, I'm not sure I'll live long enough to be a great grandfather, but um, I get to be a great grand sponsor. So, um, uh, less emphasis on great, okay? <laughs> um, and then another guy came. What's that? Words grand. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, another guy came in, and his face not only was his face down, but he was crying. You know, and, and he just couldn't figure out how to stop. He, he had this one area of acting out that that he just couldn't figure it out, and his his wife was angry at him. And um, and wanting to leave him and and you know just everything was bad kids uh, everything and and you know this guy's uh, laughing and and um, in the meetings and and just doing great uh, the lights came on um, it's like Jess L used to say uh, the essay shine um, you know you just see the shine in their face they're laughing and and carrying on instead of the the grimness that they came in with. Um, and uh, I've had some folks leave and then come back. Um, that's really cool when they come back. And and they, as they, as we say, they just needed more research, you know, um, just like I did. My first meeting, 
I came in December of '05, and um, and I uh, came back in May of '06. Um, I went to my first meeting just to see how 12-step meetings worked, and I wanted to start a meeting in Columbus. I didn't have to drive all the way to Atlanta, two hours there and two hours back. And um, but it turned out to be a great thing because I listened to a lot of AA speakers on the way there and back because um, of that all-or-nothing thinking. You know, I just was immersed myself in the program. Um, and watching a fellowship grow among me, um, around me, uh, the big book on page 89, uh, this is an experience you must not miss, that word must. Um, and, you know, some people say there's no must in the big book, you know. Um, but that's one that, that uh, I must not miss, it's, and, and I've experienced that, to see the fellowship grow. At first, when I started meeting um, uh Nobody there for the first two or three months, and I got a lot of reading done. You know, it was great. Um, uh, and then I started resenting people coming because I didn't get the chance to do my reading. That's just, I'm just sick, you know. Uh, uh, and uh, specifically, what I give my sponsees to do, um, I have them call others, and I tell them uh, I wouldn't tell you to do anything I don't do. Um, and I tell them that, you know, that, and, and so that they can call me on it sometimes. Do you really do that? Yes, I do. You know, uh, call others, you know, I tell them to call at least three people. Let me be the fourth, uh, just to check in how you're doing. It could be as short as five minutes. Uh, phone meetings, there are phone meetings. DenverSA.org has that PDF file. Uh, I tell them 30 meetings in 30 days just to get immersed in the program. Um, I used to say 90 and 90, but that just seems like a, tall order I can't go through with this right um, but I just tell them 30 and 30 and then after the 30 maybe we can go another 30 you know just see how it works um, local meetings AA meetings if necessary um, memorize the prayers the third step prayer the seventh step prayer eleventh step prayer uh, read spiritual stuff I listen to AA and SA speakers I don't know if y'all know about xaspeakers.org xa-speakers.org um, and then MediaFire.com Sobriety First is another one. Um, it has a bunch of stuff. Uh, the one I have is daily MediaFire.com uh, slash Daily Reprieve, but this other one, Sobriety First, is, it just has a ton of stuff. It's really good. Uh, another thing I do is I give them, uh, tell them to write out a pocket recovery card. Um, and I have one, I have two, um, and it's, you know, just different slogans on here that I forget sometimes. Uh, this too shall pass. Keep it simple. Uh, easy does it. You know, things I forget all the time. And uh, so it's front and back, a little small writing uh, that helps me out. Um, and I tell them to do the same thing. And then I, I keep a sobriety coin in my pocket. I don't keep the four-year chip in my pocket uh, because I don't do my sobriety four years at a time. I do it one day at a time, so it's my... 24-hour chip and uh, hold on to that and um, and then sometimes I've had the experience where I felt like God is silent um, and I'm just kind of stuck again uh, going down the escalator and um, and you know when all else fails I just look for somebody to help sponsor somebody and uh, Jess, Jess L used to say you guys are God with skin on and uh, so I just look for somebody um, to help and and uh, work with others um, and uh, for me uh, carrying the message is is really a pleasure as Dr. Bob says in, in Dr. Bob's Nightmare 
Um, and uh, you know, if I'm not happy and joyous and free, then I'm then I'm doing something wrong. You know. Um, and for me, it really sponsorship is a gift. Um, I thought about this one day. Um, you know, AA started in 1935 uh, when Dr. Bob and Bill got together. Um, this is how God loves the addict. Um, he started, uh, got those two guys together, and they carried the message to a third guy. And they kept carrying the message down through the years, and eventually it got to Roy K. And, uh, and then, you know, he started SA. And then eventually uh, that get message got carried down uh, to my sponsor. Um, and it's like the Olympic torch, you know, the torch is just carried around. And, um, and so uh, it got carried to my sponsor, and then it got carried to me, and now it's my job, my, my gift to give it to somebody else. And um, I think that's how much God loves the sexaholic. You know, the white book says that, that God really loves the sexaholic. Or maybe it says it in Recovery Continues. I don't remember. Um, but uh, that's all I have, and I thank you for my life. Thanks. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.